I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Monday, February 6, 2023, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech all in less than seven minutes. Okay, so Jay, $550,000 is the price of a Star Wars-inspired hover bike being sold by Japanese startup Aerowind Technologies. It's set to list on the NASDAQ through a SPAC deal. First of all, I haven't heard about a SPAC deal in a while. That's <laughs> exciting. They're back in the mix. But Jay, some more details about the bike. So it looks like a drone. Like It's got a bunch of fans around it and it can fly for about 40 minutes at 100 kilometers an hour. It looks really cool. Jay, are you interested? I am definitely interested. I saw a picture of it. It looks way cool. It seems kind of expensive. And if it went for more than 40 minutes, I'd be more interested. But that'll get you to like close to Barry. It's one of those things where like it's truly a toy for a billionaire. That's like the market for this thing is like 20 guys. And by the way, it's, it's got to be guys. Yes. We want to take this thing and fly it around and show that they can do it and then land it back. But yeah, I'm not excited by it. It looks very unsafe. It's untested. It's unregulated. Yeah, I would not go on this and I wouldn't recommend other people go on this. But hey, you know, if, if you got to have a mill to throw around, why not? Sure. Why not? If you have the kind of money, all those other risks you mentioned are probably less important to you. So we shall see if someone parks in Yorkville with one of these things. Yeah. Sometime soon. Brett, aside from a hovercraft that neither one of us are probably going to see or buy, what do we have repeat calls today? For first story, techcos are not meeting expectations. For our second story, people are arguing about food prices online. And for our last story, magic mushrooms are getting hot. Oh, I can't wait for that story, Brett. Brett, for our first story, what do the most recent slate of big tech earnings reports and the 2022-2023 Raptors have in common? They're both very underwhelming. Sorry, Raptors fans. How are the tech companies letting us down now, Brett? So the AAA of tech, Apple, Amazon, and Alphabet, AAA, all dropped earnings reports for the final quarter of 2022, each with its own specific points of concern. Let's start with Apple, who reported its first year-over-year decline in quarterly revenue since 2019, hit by a combination of weakening consumer demands and a holiday season where China's COVID lockdowns hamper production and factories that make iPhones. Now, Amazon may have beat analysts' expectations expectations, but its report raised some red flags. Online sales fell by 2% as consumer spending dipped, while its usually reliable cloud computing arm saw growth slow as clients reined in costs. And Alphabet saw ad revenue drop for just the second time since going public in 2004, as companies continue to reel back marketing budgets in a really uncertain economy. YouTube also recorded a second straight quarter of declining revenues. And this matters because after Meta's surprisingly strong earnings report earlier this week, the struggles of these tech giants show that the the industry is still navigating a rough patch and will need to make adjustments to thrive in our brave new post-zero interest rate world. Yeah, big tech has been spending money like 80s rock stars for the last four to five years, one analyst told the Financial Times. It feels like there's adults in the room now. And to zoom out, on its earnings call, Meta heralded 2023 as the year of efficiency and its share price soared. Expect the rest of tech world to try to emulate the success going forward, even if it means layoffs, hiring freezes, and cost cutting. For our second story, arguing on social media. It's not just for cranky relatives you only see once a year, Jay. Major Canadian grocery chains can get on the fun too. What are people fighting about now, Jay? Well, as holiday price freezes come to an end this week, Loblaw took to Twitter to push back against criticism of soaring grocery prices in its stores. We get it. One tweet from Loblaw's read, it's easy to blame grocers for high grocery prices, but on a $100 grocery bill, our profit is less than $4, the company tweeted. 
they need some help over there. The tweet was one of dozens responding to a surge of social media complaints over the company's prices. This matters because grocers like Loblaws are feeling the heat from consumers fed up with price hikes and are now more aggressively trying to pin the blame on other players in the supply chain. There's some truth to that. Frito-Lay, one of the biggest snack food makers in Canada, announced a price increase of 10% on many of its products this week, according to the Canadian Federation of Independent Grocers. Now, produce prices are also spiking because it's winter. Did you notice? I noticed. It's been a pretty cold week. And right now, it's expensive to import fruits and vegetables from the U.S. Yes, but big grocery chains like Loblaw aren't just in the food game. They also have a range of other businesses like pharmaceuticals and beauty products, which typically operate with much higher profit margins. Now, that boosts their overall profits. Loblaw, for example, posted 30% growth in profit in its most recent earnings report, but it's unclear how much of that is driven by each line of business. Unlikely they're going to tweet which line of business it is, Brett. But the bottom line is, as long as they're reporting booming revenue and profits, shoppers are going to be skeptical of grocery chains' attempts to redirect consumer frustration to their supply. For our third and final story, do you believe in magic, Brett? What about magic mushrooms? Well, yeah, that was a good one. I guess I believe. Let's find out. Driving the news, magic mushroom shops are springing up across the country, not unlike the spree of black market pot shops that populated urban areas in the run-up to legalization in 2018. And in some places still populate the urban areas. Psilocybin, the compound that gives magic mushrooms that little something special, is illegal in Canada, listed as a Schedule 3 controlled substance alongside LSD and DMT. But that fact and ensuing police raids haven't stopped shroomtrepreneurs. It's a good word. Yeah, it's tough to say. They got to come up with something a bit snappier. But not all enterprises involving the friendly fungus are illicit. They're perfectly legal how startups want to capitalize on the craze, including Vancouver-based Numinous, which just received Health Canada's approval to run a clinical trial for therapy using its silo psilocybin tea products. And here's why it matters. Psilocybin advocates hope that recent gains in mainstream acceptance lead to decriminalization and eventually legalization, which happened south of the border last month in Oregon. And in December, Quebec announced that it would fund medical psilocybin-assisted therapy, becoming the first Canadian province to do so. Meanwhile, Alberta became the first province to regulate the use of psychedelic drugs for therapy. Yes, but, and this is a big one, Health Canada is standing pat on its stance that while it will grant some exemptions for medical use, it has no plans to legalize recreation psilocybin anytime soon. Pig Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you got a second one, follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Thank you, Brett. Have a great week, Peak Pals. Peak Pals.